Well, good evening, everybody, and thank you for joining us for this time in the Word. I'm so delighted um, to be sharing with you all yet again for another week. God has blessed us and kept us, and I'm so delighted tonight to be coming into your homes, into your space for this time of Bible study, this time of sharing in the Word of God and continuing in our series that we've started um, on last week, The Faith Factor. Listen, um, this is our season where we are operating um, in faith and even taking our faith to another level um, in this season. And so I thank you for joining us tonight for all of you that are coming on in. This is a good time right now to share it, let everybody know we're on. I mean, this is the simple and the easiest invite that you could ever do. Don't be stingy with the word tonight. Just go ahead and hit that share button. And then that just lets all of your friends and um, family members know that you're on right now in tune to the word so they can get the word and grow with us in the word um, as we are preparing to dive a little bit deeper into our discussion for tonight. So go ahead and share. And listen, as we you find points of agreement tonight, you know I love it when you talk back to me. So put up those hearts put those comments up and um, we thank all of you for your participation um, in this series as we are growing in God's word tonight. Listen, I want to start us out with prayer um, and center in our hearts as we prepare uh, to get ready for this Bible study and continue in this series. Let me pray for us. Father, I thank you. I bless you for another day that you have kept us and for how you are providing for us and making ways for us. And even God in this season, God, your hand of protection protection is covering us. And so we thank you, Lord, for being our banner, for being our provider, um, for being our way maker. And Father, for every person viewing and tuned in right now, I pray for covering over their homes, for their family members. I pray for every church that is represented here today. And God, through the length and breadth across this nation, we're praying and we're interceding in the name of Jesus that God, you are going to bring healing to the land. We are continuing to stand on 2 Chronicles 7, 14. God, your people are calling upon your name and we are declaring, God, that you are going to bring healing to this land. We believe it, we speak it, and we declare it. Now, Father, I lift and cover my own church family right now, our ABC family. I lift up persons now, even as persons are putting names of people that we're praying for right now, we're lifting up first responders. We're lifting up all hospital workers, all nurses, all doctors, and God, we are praying, God, for your protection on them right now. I lift up Sister Teresa right now, who is in the hospital right now. God, I pray that you just now begin to remove all fluid around her heart right now. We speak it in the name of Jesus. We thank you in advance for her recovery. Any other sick among us, God, tonight, as we're putting their names up even now, um, 
we're putting their names and we're partnering together in this time of prayer and intercession. We're believing you, God, for a mighty move. We lift up, God, all school personnel, teachers, all principals, persons who are still at work trying to provide um, resources for our students in this time. God, we thank you right now in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, bless our time in the word tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. So now as we prepare to go into God's word, get your Bibles now, um, um, get your notes ready. Um, You can always go to our church's website and you can download the notes. They are available for you to download so you can go right to abyssiniachurch.org and you can go right there and download the notes that you see tonight and as you can just put them in your library um, as we continue in our series. So on last week, we started this whole series on the faith factor, and I just want to recap for a moment for maybe we have some persons that are new joining us tonight and you didn't share with us on last week. I would encourage you to go to our website so you can get all of the notes from last week, and that way you can be right in pace and step with us um, as we continue on in this series. So on last week, we started by defining our working definition for um, faith as we are defining finding it in this series. And so let's recap. Let's recap for a moment. As we looked at this whole definition of faith, especially drawing from our understanding in Hebrews 11 and 1, we come to understand um, that faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. And so now that word faith is the substance. We have replaced that word with faith is the assurance of things hoped for the evidence of things not seen. So now as we begin to look at that and we just recap for a moment um, as we are getting ready to get continue laying this foundation and the text that we are diving into deeper, that's kind of been our text that we have been examining and picking apart to get a deeper understanding of this whole notion of faith is Mark 11, 22 through 24. So if you got your Bibles, I want you to go with me there now. Again, to Mark 11, 22 through 24, and you'll find these words again as we kind of continue um, to, to recap um, in, in terms of getting a refamiliarizing ourselves with the passage of scripture. Mark 11, 22 through 24 says these words. So Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Therefore, I say to you, whatever things you ask when you pray, Believe that you receive them and you will have them. Now, as we recap, there was a couple of key points that we made um, that that we suggested and pointed out on last week as we were studying the word of God. It really coming from that first part of that passage. When you look at the 22nd and the 23rd verse, it says, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For surely I say to you who 
ever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says, right? So here were the two main points from last week that we pointed out. One, as we looked at this passage, we came to understand and to realize that every Christian has been given a measure of faith right? That was one of the key points from last week, realizing that every Christian has been given a measure of faith. Remember, it's a gift of God. Now, remember that verse when we looked at it on last week where it says, have faith in God. We came to understand in the original text, it says, have the faith of God right? So we remember that says, have the faith of God. There's no way we can get faith within ourselves. Faith comes from God. So in times like these, when we keep telling people to just have faith, well, everybody just can't have faith. Because if you're not in God and have a relationship with God, then you do not possess the faith of God. So we got to realize that every Christian has been given a measure of faith, and it is a gift from God, right? The second thing we dealt with on last week was this, as we just kind of recap before we dive farther into tonight, is we have to realize that faith is increased as one exercises it that how this measure of faith is increased, it is increased as we exercise it. A lot of us right now, our faith is being increased because we're having to exercise it like we've never had to before. The times, the circumstances, the conditions, and the circumstances that we're facing is causing many of us to exercise faith like we never had before. A lot of things are being tested. Our economy is being tested. Um, your, your job security is being tested. A lot of things are being tested right now. And as things are being tested, it is causing us now to exercise faith. And I'm telling you, in this season, you have one or two choices. What are you feeding in this season? What are you feeding? If you feed fear, then fear is going to saturate and dominate your life. But if you feed your faith, your faith will supersede any apprehension and any anxiety that you have currently in your life. So you got to ask yourself daily what and choose and make a choice when you wake up in the morning and make that choice that you're going to feed your faith. So as we recap last week, we got to realize that every Christian has been given a measure of faith and it is a gift of God. Secondly, we realize that faith is increased as we exercise it. Faith is increased as we exercise it. All right. So now let's go a little bit deeper. Let's go again to Mark 11. Um, verse 25, and let's go now to our, um, where we want to go to tonight. Let's read that passage again. And it says, and whenever you stand praying, well, that's verse 25, where I want to go tonight. So go to verse 25. Let's go further down in this passage. Let's go further down. Let's go to verse 25. And it says, and whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, 
forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you of your trespasses. That's verse 25. Now, what does this have to do with faith? Here's the point that I want to suggest to you tonight. Now, we realize that all that everyone has been given a measure of faith. That's one. Secondly, we, we understand and we know that faith is increased as we exercise it. But Jesus now says something interesting as we, by the time we get to verse 25, Jesus brings up this whole notion of forgiveness. What does forgiveness have to do with faith? I'm glad you asked. Here's the point that I want you to realize next. You got to realize faith will not operate in an unforgiving heart. Faith will not operate in an unforgiving heart. So tonight, as we begin to exercise faith and as we begin to walk in faith and believe God in faith for miracles and signs and wonders and healings and blessings. Y'all, the point tonight that the text is pulling out of us tonight and forcing us to deal with is that we got to realize faith will not operate in an unforgiving heart. So tonight, one of the things we got to deal with is where is there any unforgiveness in your heart? It's interesting as Jesus um, talks here that the only qualification Jesus puts on the operation of this God faith in our hearts is forgiveness. That's the only qualification. The only qualification he gives us in this is in verse 25. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that your father in heaven may also forgive you of your trespasses. Forgiving someone does not have to be a long, drawn-out process. Why do you say that, Sheridan, tonight? It's interesting. Look at the verse again. Look at that first part of that verse. And whenever you stand praying, this is not talking about some long, drawn-out process because now ask yourself the question, how long do I stand when I pray? You can't stand very long and praying. So now this act of forgiveness is not some long, drawn-out process. He says, when ye stand praying, it is imperative that we forgive if we expect God to answer our prayers. Could it be tonight that certain prayers are not getting through because I'm operating out of unforgiveness? Could there be areas in my life that I have made the choice not to forgive someone who has offended me, who has done me wrong, who has hurt me, um, um, who has manipulated me or whatever the circumstance or the condition or the offense has been, and I'm still harboring that in my heart, and I'm still carrying that alt against my brother, my sister, or whoever the person or the perpetrator may have been, and I'm still carrying that, but yet I'm trying to pray in faith and believe God for things to happen in faith. And my prayers could perhaps be getting blocked because there is areas in my life that I am operating out of unforgiveness. Could that be blocking my breakthrough because I've chosen not to forgive? 
That's something we got to ponder with. That's something we got to wrestle with tonight. And the point that verse 25 pulls out for us tonight is faith will not operate in an unforgiving heart. So tonight we got to deal with the fact of wherever there may be some unforgiveness, we got to allow the Holy Spirit to work on us tonight. I know, I know, I know, I know you didn't, you didn't tune in tonight for me to tell you to go and reconcile and go forgive your neighbor and for go forgive your brother, your sister. I know some of you don't want to hear it, but some of us tonight, this is good medicine tonight that we need to to digest and take in, especially if you believe in God to do some things. I don't know about you. I don't want anything to hinder my blessings, my promises, and especially if there's something that I can do about it, that I have the wherewithal to do about it, and I need to just ask God to work on me in this area of forgiveness because it may be a hindrance to me operating and my prayers being hindered from getting through. Listen, when it comes to forgiveness, a couple of things I think, a couple of things I heard, um, I heard one preacher say that I thought was so um, profound. And sometimes we have this misnomer that when it comes to forgiveness, that it's really showing a sign of weakness. But I want to remind you today that when you operate in forgiveness, it's really a sign of your strength. Listen, we're getting ready. Sunday will be Palm Sunday, and we're getting ready to go into Holy Week. And one of the powerful things that we'll be um, reflecting upon on next week is the on Good Friday when our Savior is hanging on that cross. And one of the things that he does that is so powerful is he asks his Father to forgive them for they know not what they do to him. Y'all, that is not a sign of weakness but it's a sign of strength that when you are able to forgive persons who've offended you, you're not being weak. You're really being strong. And you can only operate with that level of strength when you really have the Holy Spirit leading you and guiding you and filling your life with the love of Jesus. It's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. Also, Sometimes we mistake that when we are forgiving persons for their offense to us, that we are letting them off the hook, so to speak, and that we are excusing them of the wrong that they've done. No, we're not making an excuse, but when we forgive those persons, we are really letting ourselves off the hook, that we're no longer going to be imprisoned or enslaved by the emotions and the feelings and the thoughts that have plagued us as it relates to their offense. See, when you operate in unforgiveness, you really imprison yourselves and you continue to allow these persons and the perpetrators to have control over your emotions and even sometimes your spirit and your thought life. So when you forgive, it's one, a sign of strength, and it's not you are excusing them of the offense, but you are allowing yourself to be freed from the offense and the perpetrator, that they no longer will control you. Forgiveness is freeing. As I heard Darius Daniel say, it is also a grace gift. 
It is a grace gift. It's a grace gift that when I forgive, it's a grace gift. It's a gift that frees me, that no longer enslaves me, that no longer has me bound to that person, that no longer allows me to be controlled. That's why Jesus encourages us here. He says, Whenever you stand and pray, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him or her that your father in heaven may also forgive you. My God, there are some things that you need to be forgiven of. So if I don't operate out of forgiveness, then the scripture says I stand a chance not to be forgiven of my trespasses. So here's the thing we got to realize we will not operate in an unforgiving, faith will not operate in an unforgiving heart. All right, let's continue. Here's the other thing that we need to look at this text tonight and realize. Read it again. And whenever you stand praying, if you have anything against anyone, forgive him that you, your father in heaven, may also forgive you of your trespasses. Now, let's go back up um, to verse 23. Verse 23, Mark 11, verse 23 says again, For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart. Underline that. Don't miss that. In his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, all right, I'm going to read it one more time for you. I want you to get this. Get this Get this in your spirit. For surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt where? In his heart. But believes that those things he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. All right? So the first thing we got to realize, faith will not operate in an unforgiving heart. The second thing tonight that I want to pull out of this text is we have to realize that faith is of the heart and not of the head. Faith is of the heart and not of the head. Okay? Faith is of the heart and not of the head. Notice where the doubt is. The doubt's in his heart. Faith is of the heart and not of the head. Mark 11, 23 says, and shall not doubt in his heart. Romans 10 and 10 says, for with the heart man believeth. See, it's interesting when it comes to this whole notion on, with scripture's interpretation. And another example is in Romans 2 and 29. The, scripture, the scriptures often make this or use interchangeably the word heart and spirit. In some places in scripture, like in Romans 2 and 29, um, it's basically the same. So when the scripture is saying in his heart, it also could be saying also in his spirit. Heart, spirit can oftentimes be used interchangeably. So now Jesus says in the passage, for surely I say to you, who so ever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, could also say and does not doubt in his spirit, all right? Does not doubt in his spirit. 
Faith is of the heart. Faith is of the spirit and not of the head. I think that's a key point because, see, a lot of times we get stuck in our heads, don't we? We get stuck in our heads, and sometimes our heads can talk us out of walking in faith. Our heads is trying to rationalize everything. Our heads is trying to figure out how these bills going to get paid and I'm furloughed, how this mortgage, how this rent going to get paid and I don't have enough coming in and I'm trying to figure out all of this stuff in my head. Some of you right now are exhausted because you've been sitting down with these kids trying to figure out this homework and you are just exhausted in your head. You're trying to rationalize a lot of things and at night you can't rest because your head is just spinning and spinning and spinning trying to deal with all of the what ifs, what ifs, what if, how long, I mean, you know, we, we're, we're enclosed in our houses and all of these things that you are trying to pull together in your head, right? And the more I'm trying to deal with stuff in my head, man, the seed of doubt, um, the seed of negativity, all of these things now just start to saturate me. And then guess what, y'all? I find myself getting anxious. I start worrying. I start getting stressed because, man, I'm just in my head. And so now I have a war and a battle going on because my reality is saying one thing, but man, the word of faith and God's word and what my spirit is saying is sometimes contradicting what's in my head. So he says, if you doubt in your heart, you ain't going to be able to move no mountains. If, if you doubt in your spirit, you're not going to be able to move any mountains. So here's what you got to do, y'all. Your heart convinces your head. Your heart convinces your head. Not your head convincing your heart. Your heart convinces your head. That's why we preached on Sunday for... Proverbs says, for as a man thinks in his heart, so he is. Man, if I can get this in my spirit, then I'm going to be all right. If I can get this in my heart, that this too shall pass, and I'm standing on the promises of, in the word of God, and I'm going to come out of this season better than when I went in, when I begin to just draw on God's word and His God, God's promises. That's why I got to know word, and I got to get that word. The word have I hid where, y'all, in my heart that I might not sin against thee. I got to get that word in me. When I get that word in my spirit, y'all don't get me going tonight. When I get that word in my spirit down in my heart and I begin to just stand on the promises of God's word and I, I get out of my head, I get out of my own head, I lean not to my own understanding, but in all my ways, I acknowledge him and he's going to direct my path. I think that's a good thing. Somebody just needs to go ahead and post that. Get out your head, get out your head, get out your head, Get out your head. The enemy is in your head. It, it, no, a lot of good things don't come in your head because you're trying to lean to your own understanding. And right now you got to operate at another level of faith and you got to connect with the spirit and connect with God's word that will feed you in this season. And your heart will convince your head, your heart, your spirit will convince your head. All right. So Here's the second thing. Second thing is realize that our faith is 
of the heart and not of the head. All right. Last thing for tonight. Last thing for tonight. Let's keep going. Let's keep going. So now look at verse 23. Look at verse 23. For it says, for surely I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. Now, this is what I want you to draw particular attention to in verse 23. Look at verse 23, all right? Now, look at how many times the word says repeats itself. For surely I say to you, not that one, don't pay that one no mind. For surely I say to you, Whoever says, that's one, to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that those things he says, that's two, will be done. He will have whatever he says. Isn't that interesting? Three times we are told to say it. Here's the point I want you to get. Praying is not enough. You must believe it and then you must say it. You got to confess it. Whoever says to this mountain, be removed and cast it into the sea. You got to say it's moved before it's moved. <laughs> you got to speak it while you still dealing with it. You got to speak it while you still in it. This is why you got to get the point that we just finished talking about because if you ain't got that in your spirit, if you ain't got that in your heart, then guess what? You ain't going to speak it. From the abundance of the heart does the mouth do what? Speak. So if it ain't in your heart, if it ain't in your spirit, then guess what? You can't, you ain't confessing it. You ain't speaking it. Man, the mountain is still there. But listen to what Jesus says. Whoever says to the mountain, be removed and cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done. He will have whatever he says. Girl, brother, you will have whatever you say. And if you got that word in your heart, if you got that word in your spirit, then you can start speaking to mountains. You can start speaking to bills. You can start speaking to sickness. You can start speaking to family issues. You can start speaking job promotion. You can start speaking, I'm out of debt. You can start speaking businesses into existence. You can start speaking it. You got to speak it before you even see it. The mountains, they ain't going to be moved until you start confessing. You must believe it. And then as you believe it, and as you believe it, then you got to say it. I wonder tonight, I wonder tonight, how many of you got something you got to say? You got something you got to say, and you just need to start putting some hearts up right now, and you just not need to start confessing, healing, and blessing, and promises over your life tonight. I believe that thing within all my heart tonight, that you got to stand on the promises of God's word. You got to realize, here's the point, here's the point, Re realize that faith is released as one confesses with your mouth. Faith, realize that faith is released as one confesses with your mouth. See, sometimes we scared to faith confess it because we ain't operating in that level of faith. My God. 
We're too scared to share it. We're too scared to say it because we really, really may not believe that God can do it. But can I tell you tonight, I dare you to start confessing. I dare you to start confessing with your mouth. Faith is released as one confesses with your mouth. Now, I know, I know, I know, I know some of you are making, I'm making some of you uncomfortable because you're thinking, oh, Pastor Sheridan, you, 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 you kind of getting close to that whole name it and claim it. No, I'm not necessarily talking about um, we don't claim material things or s selfish comforts, but in faith, we claim God's promises from his word. Let me, let me tell you something. Every promise that God has given in his word, that's what you need to confess. That's what you need to confess. The promises that he's given us in the word, that's what we get the assurance. Remember what our whole definition of faith is. Faith is what? The assurance of things hoped for. Well, how do we get that assurance? My brother, my sister, as a Christian, as a believer, we get them from his word. We get them from his word. So everything that's in that word, I'm standing on that promise. And that's what I'm confessing. I'm confessing with my mouth. I know I'm his child. I know I'm his son. You, you are his daughter. That's what I'm confessing. I'm confessing. It, it, it's, 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 it's more than confessing a car, claiming a car and, and creature conference. No, no, no. I'm standing on the promises of God's word. In the times like we're in right now, I got to draw on that. I got to stand on that. The body of Christ, we got to rally behind what God has promised in his word. Man, I'm seeing so many pastors, preachers, Christian, all these big hat wearing and, and rhyme suits wearing saints operating in fear in this season. The longer this pandemic goes and the longer we stay out of our church buildings, man, the more fearful we become. But it's God's church. We're God's children. And if God is our father, then you know he's going to take care of us. And that's what I got to confess. I got to stand on his word. I got to confess. So I got to realize tonight that faith is released as one confesses with your mouth. What confessions do you need to make tonight? What promises of his word do you need to stand on tonight? As we close, the three things tonight that we got to get out of our time in the word is one, faith will not operate in an unforgiving heart. That's one. We got to realize faith is of the heart, not of the head. And then lastly, we got to realize that faith is released as one confesses with your mouth. Y'all, we are going to operate with faith and not out of fear. We're going to feed our faith and we're going to starve our fear. Confess it with your mouth. Realize that faith is of the heart and not of the head, and then realize that faith will not operate in an unforgiving heart. That's the word for tonight.
That's our time tonight in, the, in our Bible study. Listen, I don't know if you've been blessed by this. Man, I'm telling you, this thing is helping to feed me in this season. If you have been blessed tonight, if that word was for you, if that teaching was for you, go ahead and give us some hearts now. Put those hands together. Um, let's give God some praise and thank God for the word tonight um, that has come forth out of our passage as we continue to walk through Mark 11, um, verse 20 as our text that we're sending ourselves around in this whole series. God bless you. I thank you tonight. I want to pray with you before we go. If you have any prayer requests, if you have any needs, or if there's somebody you're interceding for now, go ahead and put their name on the screen so we can pray for them and call their names out tonight. Listen, if you have special prayer requests, you can go to our church's website and um, on our church website, abysseniachurch.org, there's a box that you can fill out for prayer requests. They'll, they'll come right to us. We have intercessors who are ready to stand by and to lift up those prayer needs and those prayer concerns. I thank you uh, for tuning in and joining us tonight. Please share this word because somebody needs to get this teaching. Somebody needs this word for um, tonight. And we thank you for all that you're doing. ABC, I love you guys, and I thank you for all that you're doing in this season with our church family. Listen, as we're praying tonight, as prayer requests are going up, um, as names are going forth, we are now preparing to lift up every prayer need, every prayer concern that has come forth tonight. Father, I thank you for this time in the Word. I thank you, Lord, for the impartation, Holy Spirit, and you have taken us deeper and you're stirring up our faith in this season. God, we thank you for sharpening our tools and taking us deeper in your word because it is your word that will um, cause us to operate at another level of faith. Father, for every prayer request, for every name that has been lifted up tonight, we intercede on their behalf. Father, every person who is suffering from um, um, this, this, um, this virus right now. We are praying for their healing even now in the name of Jesus. I thank you, God. Now, Father, we take this word tonight. We take this teaching and we apply it to our lives. We apply it. Holy Spirit, show us who we need to forgive that it no longer hinders us in faith. Father, tonight we make a vow to get out of our head and get in our heart. And Father, tonight we confess and we stand on your promises, for we know your word is true. We thank you and we love you. Now may the peace, the power, and the presence of God be with us until we meet again. God bless you and have a great night. God bless you.